Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I am joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie East, and Sherlock Holmes himself. Chris Howard <laughs> has made it back into the studio. I'm sure he was spending his time away on a very important case that he has now cracked. <laughs> One case he cannot crack is Arsenal's form because it is terrible to say the least. It is two wins in ten. The players aren't looking the same. The calls for the manager to go are growing ever stronger. Day by day, someone in our own very important Gunners Town, our own very own Arsenal fan show, a friend I would say very dear to me, Charlie East as he sits opposite me, just like the wind may have turned because where he has backed the manager, maybe it is time. He has had some thoughts, he's had a little reflection and I will be pulling him on that because someone (laughs) as I know would have backed the manager to the end, maybe... Just maybe he has seen enough. Before we get into that, we're going to be talking all about the game on tonight's show. Obviously, that disappointing 2-0 defeat to Leicester. Talking about the manager, the future is very uncertain at the minute. Talking about the current form and Arsenal, how are they looking heading into this international break without stating the obvious? Let's talk about just the performance at the minute. Leicester on the weekend. We went there with such belief. Charlie, he'd had a couple of drinks. His belief was getting uh, stronger by the beer. It just wasn't to be, Chris, because... 2-0, 2-0, Aubameyang did score, it could have been different, it was offside. Charlie said, just before we started, he said, we we, we played alright. I, I don't think we did, I was I was really disappointed, Chris. What, what did you think of it? So, I partially agree with Charlie. I, I thought say, he had a game plan. Yeah, but he had a game for a while. plan. He went for three <coughs> at the back, he mm. clearly decided he was going to test run that in Europe in midweek. Yep, it it failed, well, it failed. The personnel failed, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he set up, I think the thing that, where I agree with him is, I think the game plan that he set out seemed to work for certainly the fast first half and a little bit of the second half. Where it failed miserably is the way that we are setting up away from home against a team like Leicester. Now, Charlie will probably retort and say, Leicester are a good team. They are a good team. They are in form. <coughs> but why are we sat here on Monday morning talking about plucky Arsenal going away to Leicester and setting up defensively and setting up with a lack of ambition Leicester are setting the amount the of, mate they, no I'm, they're I'm, setting Le- in the league now no but I'm not I'm being deadly serious okay plucky Leicester at the moment are the informed team in the Premier League bar Liverpool maybe okay mm. they've built a squad they've been very good they've won a title more recent than us I'm not saying they're better than us or a better football club I'm just saying Leicester at the moment are probably bar Liverpool the most difficult team probably to go away to at the moment. And that's the league table doesn't lie on that. So you think that <coughs> makes our performance acceptable? It doesn't make our performance acceptable, but it makes us that we have to adjust to play against in a different way than if we're going to can play Norwich away. So we can't we can't line up all attacking because we're going to get the runners behind us. With Perez, Vardy, Madison, Barnes, they're a good side. Their midfield free at the moment, for me, is the best in the league. It's better than Liverpool's. 
for me, uh, uh, Madison and Didi Tillemans at the minute on paper for me and in form, yeah. And yes. if I think I think it's it's perfect. I think it, I think it's, all three of those would probably well they'd definitely start for us in midfield. They'd probably walk into the majority of every top six team. Realistically, Madison would hundred percent, and so would Tillemans. Maybe not on DD, probably had Cantley maybe in front of him. But as a holding midfielder, and his performance on Saturday, he was at that is the player we are lacking. Mm. The way he played on Saturday, he was immense. And he's the sort of player that we've never replaced with a Gilberto or a Vieira. That has been our problem from day from day to pretty that was the, the decline of Wenger. He never replaced that player, that combative midfielder, leader, someone who grabbed the ball by a scruff of the neck. Fabregas done it in a way, but he didn't have the same physical presence if you know what I mean well the decline of Wenger it was Unai Emery's <coughs> 50th league game on the weekend uh, and in Wenger's final 50 league games Wenger got one more point than Unai Emery has managed in his first 50 when he we appointed him it was someone that said progressive style of football aggressive style you know we knew the identity at the minute we're struggling with his identity <coughs> Dave Siegel always mentions he doesn't know the philosophy we're playing under Unai the worrying thing Chris and I know we're going to cover the manager uh, Unai after the game said uh, when they scored the first goal that was when we lost the opportunity to do something in a match now why after going 1-0 down is the match lost then that, that surely well, that worried me him saying that after that it's not lost when you play Arsenal because you can be two goals down and bring it back with Unai Emery's <laughs> Arsenal and we've done that we did that twice in a game week before last against <coughs> Liverpool and again to pick you up just on something quickly Charlie that yep. you said a minute ago you talked about um, we had to make yeah, don't adjustments give him a smooth ride. You keep we have to make adjustments but what adjustments were made? So we had to make adjustments for Leicester. Fine. Game plan set out. When that first goal goes in from Jamie Vardy, what adjustments did the manager make to say, right, we're a goal down now. Let's go for it. Because I think we had one shot in the mm. second half. Or yeah. certainly, we, I don't even think we had a shot after that he scored. So that, that is no, that is no, to me, that is no adjusting for the situation. Took, that is a manager. Pepe. Yeah. What, with like, what, 15 minutes to go? As soon as we went on your down. The, the the team the way the team was set up the way that we actually then the game evolved it didn't look like these team the, the I, I, team I, I the totally players had any you. belief I totally agree I don't you. think they really alright he may have adjusted that personnel second half, but mentality just before they adjust. scored we was generally getting we were getting our foot in the game we were getting better and better we were pushing up the yeah. field Ojo was getting more on the ball well. we was yeah. getting we was looked like the team that was going to get the yeah. goal and they caught us like that poor defending <clears throat> we stood still again Gaduzzi hold it they all just stood still and let player run past him annoyed me can I can I jump in on something actually L- can we talk about Gunduzi for a second because he is believing his own hype at the moment and quite frankly I watched three times on Saturday um, a Leicester player out wide on either flank and I think it was twice on the right and once on the left and I watched Gunduzi. I, I fixated on him for some reason mm. and he is literally jogging back as Leicester players outrun him and I'm thinking you are a centre midfielder you are sitting deep you can't rely on someone like Torreira just to get all over the pitch Gunduzi needs to be he needs to front up here and actually the manager needs to front up and say mate unacceptable you're out yeah I, I, I have to say I agree with Chris and strangely I wasn't going to really talk about Gwen Doozy because I feel like he's very flavour of the month at the minute Arsenal's almost like you can't question him because you no. know I know you certainly won't give any Arsenal player a pass but it's like oh Gwen Doozy's you know he, he, he gets the crowd going I'm not massively sold especially on the <coughs> hype at the minute Gwen Doozy. I don't think he suits his system but he's pl- he he's played alongside yeah That's I know and he's the doubt Still, the role that they want him to do and what we need, you know, that enforcer, someone in front of the back oh, four, yeah, he's that. not the man. We thought the man was Torreira. Let's be honest about him as well. He hasn't looked the same since last season. He looks pants. 
and I mean, I'm, I'm, I know people are going to. He, everyone thought he was going to be the saviour. I tell you what, Lucas Torreira. But where's it gone wrong, Charlie? Because last year, I've got a theory on this. It, and again, it goes back to Come the manager because he's he's playing. <laughs> Too many games. <laughs> I think you're not used I to think, that. I think he's playing. He's being told by a manager, you've got to play effectively. You've got to push high. You've got to press high up the pitch. We want to see you in the bo- the opposition box a bit more. It's wrong. Lucas Torreira was at his best <coughs> last season when he was he was sitting deeper in our final third, breaking up the play, and we saw the best of him. Now, if you're a footballer and your manager says this is the role that I give you, you don't just sit back and refer back to a defensive midfielder because your manager's going to say you're hooked, son, because you're not doing my instructions, you're not doing what I'm telling you. I feel like Torreira's not even doing the simple things, no, though, Charlie. What, 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 where has that come from? I found, I found on even Saturday, regardless touch, of your position, his touch was always out. His yeah. second touch is always a tackle. His touch is poor. He, I don't know what he does in the dressing room. No matter where he plays, whether he's at home in the sunshine or if he's on a rainy pitch on Saturday, he can't stay on his feet. He slips. Whatever boots he's wearing, he needs to get something sorted with his boots. But, but, but I just think the last season he came in, <clears throat> there wasn't really much pressure at the time he came in. We eased him in, didn't we? He, he didn't play a lot of time. He came in, looked good for the last half hour. And what he did for me was that we was in quite a good, positive Vain of form at the time when he came in. Yeah, it was like 23 unbeaten, exactly. wasn't it? So he yeah. came in and everyone thought, oh, this is it. We've got Lucas Torreira. He's the, it's the reason why he's the final piece of the jigsaw. We're 22 unbeaten. Mm. Then Holding got injured. It all collapsed. Socrates also done his ankle, went out for a few games. We had Mustafi come back in. We went back to a four at the back. Because we started off three at the back all season. Mm. Didn't, didn't we? We had to be three at the back. We had Holding on the left, a bit of a balance. Uh, Kalasnats left midfield. Monreal. So, I mean, we had, we had a bit of a variety there. But then once that happened... That injury happened, and the season got on. We played more and more games. Torreira playing every game. It, by December, January, he was gone then. It's not mm. just this season. Last, end of last season, he was poor. Yeah, uh, but I, <coughs> I think I, I would put down this season. I mean, you can you can say mitigating circumstances for last season because he'd even admitted that he hadn't played as many games the previous season. Yep. Um, you know, he's still his first year in football. Fine. All right. You can Potentially, you could write off some form from last season. This season's form has been poor. And again, I don't want to labour the point, but to be honest with you, he's being asked to play the wrong position. And again, I look at the manager who keeps putting round, square pegs in round holes. Yeah, Let, let's talk about the circle circumstances then in a situation because we're saying that Torreira's not looking great Gwen Doozy we're not completely sold on him I U- think he's out midfield yeah, that's what I think the, the problem is Uber and Lacazette Lacazette just looks disinterested yeah. you know he doesn't look he, he doesn't look at the races his attitude's not great he doesn't look match fit there's a few players You're, I, I watched Holding far too much on the weekend because I know Charlie you put this seed of doubt in my mind that maybe he's not the great saviour that he's built up to be and I watched him I was really worried on Saturday it wasn't an, mm. it wasn't, and it was another not great performance I don't want to say poor but it just wasn't the greatest it wasn't is, it, is, he, is it because of the injury are these players not playing well because the team's not playing well in the situation or is this the reason why I, tell you, I, I don't know and I'll tell you one positive I want to come out of Saturday and they, they I don't know they, they have to give me a bit of stick on um, match a day for it I, I like David Luiz's role on Saturday I liked him joining them because they it, watch it where I was sitting it, I, you do where I was sitting I was behind a goal I was really high up mm. it, it's different than what you see on telly it, it just is because you see that the, the play pattern the play goes and I just liked the way he was coming in and then dropping in. He was, he was very vocal, talking to people all the time, which looked to lead. And that goes to my idea as well, watching him again on Saturday. Bam, he's not a captain. I don't know why on earth you've got him as a captain. He, your captain should be a leader. He should be talking constantly. Bamiang stays quiet. If the ball doesn't go away, he sort of looks away like that. Your captain, and David Luiz, for me, watching him on Saturday... He's not an Arsenal captain, <coughs> though, Charlie. He's come from Chelsea. We can't give him the I band. agree with that, but then who come else on. is there, mate? Bellerin's not a captain, mate. I'd rather have... Yeah, but I, I don't want I know David he's Luiz. Arsenal, come on. But I'm just thinking... 
I just think there was. I see the team line up on Saturday, and mm. it was virtually what I said last Saturday. I was a little bit surprised Socrates got dropped. I was going to say, were you surprised that it was Socrates and and not Louise uh, for to allow Holding to come yeah, back? Yeah, I'm surprised Holding started altogether. But mm. other than that, I thought that was going to be the starting lineup. I said that on the way up there. I've, I've got a funny feeling he's going to play it for a bit because we see on Wednesday night the way he set things up. I knew Tini weren't going to start or weren't even going to play because he's even the reason why that is as well. He's not. Um, Steve Clark's got the ump because mm, they picked massively. him to Scotland and he said no Arsenal said no he's going on to do some rehab so he was always and then they played him in, in Victoria because that was the day of the, the squad it was, for 90 minutes as well yeah that was a strange one when we, we need to be playing him on, on the weekend but, but then obviously Kalasnach if he could have played one game surely it's the Leicester game over the Victoria though if he had 90 minutes in him in Wednesday yeah, I'd, it I'd, doesn't I'd, make I'd sense there think, I think I think Kalasnach that, that three and two wing backs I think it's that's, he's not a left back. Though. He can't play as a four. He can't. He gets away with it left left back. I think, um, and his physicality is he's got he's got that about him, isn't he? And we haven't got many players. We set up you realistically with Holding, Chambers, Louise, Kalasnach, not so much Bellerin. It's quite a big side at the mm. back. And we've not mm. had that for a while. Do you know what I mean? So that's we've not got Andy make the Niles. So when we when I see the starting lineup, I thought I like that, and we did keep it quite. We had a couple of misplaced passes, but they had a couple of chances from. But we actually had a bit of a game plan. We had a bit. Lacazette should have scored in the first half, I think. The one where it cut back. Yeah. The other one where Bamian was a bit unlucky with a cutback. He just couldn't get the ball under his feet. Yeah. Offside. We had a couple of chances, and I thought the second half they hit the bar quite early on, didn't they? Yeah, indeed. I didn't should see that. It. I didn't see. I was still having a beer, but when I come up, selective fan, Charlie. Yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll come up obviously. But then when I, after the game, like, we and one thing I've got to say on Saturday, the crowd. Arsenal end, fantastic. Excellent. Excellent. You could hear it on the TV. Yeah, but not even just not even we always are. But even you know like people had the ump. None of that went to the the pitch of the players. It was very positive. They got behind the players. There was no. I heard people saying about they were singing sacked in the morning. I see none of that where mm. I was sitting. None of it. So the, the Leicester fans were joking, singing about. They certainly were, and it, it, everyone could hear it. Well, the fans were getting behind the players. Are they getting behind the manager? Because next we're going to be talking about the manager as it is growing, the concerns over his tenure at Arsenal. But what do you think? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us, and you can have your say. Do you agree with us here in the studio? 0208 70 20 558. We're talking to the manager next. Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie East and Chris Howard. We were just talking about the disappointing result to Leicester 2-0 on the weekend. Brendan Rodgers and Leicester currently flying in the league. Arsenal wasn't able to go up there and get the three points. Leicester have the number at the minute, winning the last three up in Leicester. Now, though, of course, big questions were raised about the manager. Should he go? The future is very dark and uncertain at the minute. Arsenal, the board, apparently today released a, st- a statement. It was a public show of support for the manager, that dreaded public vote of confidence. After the win, Emery says, we need to stay calm, you know. And uh, I, talk- I talked about what he said after going 1-0 down. And also, I want to talk a little bit. There was an article released in The Athletic with David Ornstein saying that the club are going to stick with the manager. They aren't looking to get rid of him uh, in the middle of the season. They're going to give him till the end of the season. Conflicting reports. Then we hear that Arsenal are already looking into Luis Enrique who is a free agent. Don't know where we stand of it. I thought I knew where one man stood on it and it was back Unai till the end of the season. Charlie East, I never thought he would be uh, one to change his colours. But seemingly, it is all lost because after reflection, you're having your dad's, Charlie. I haven't had my dad's. Oh, here he goes. <coughs> Get up those tweets, Chris. We've got them. Yep. Sherlock. No, I'm just... Uh, <laughs> I'm just... 
He's yeah, deleted no, him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phone oh, out see, why he hesitates? You never no, lost for words. No, no, no. I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm, what, just, just, just. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm <laughs> just following on from your thing you just said before about yeah, the, yeah, yeah. on Ornstein's thing yeah. today, where who is apparently very well connected to the club. Yep, he knows certain things, but not as much as you, Chief. Obviously not. Come uh, on. No, I'm just saying. AFC Charlie, hold <laughs> up. <laughs> Put some respect on it. Oh, making me blush, mate. <laughs> um, Obviously, he also mentioned about our Arsenal. Some people in the club are disappointed the way how Bamiyang and certain players are disappointed and they want Arsenal to come away from the liking of the Arsenal fan TV stuff because they think it's a bit negative and it's probably the, the... Which I do agree in a way that it was probably the start of Wenger's mm. real demise where people turned in properly because of that. Are the, you a fan of Arsenal No, I, I, I despise it and I hate everyone on it. Um Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, well, Don't say on the fence. And hopefully they are listening and someone comes and sees me. But anyway, um, has <coughs> put a thing up saying, I've just arrived in Gabon mm. and heard of a lot of B. Blankety um, blank, blankety. Right, what could that be, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, I talk with who I want and wherever I want. And if somebody's not happy with, you already know, with a uh, emoji that's not too nice. Mm. See, that's worrying. No, that's, that's just more stuff that's going to be negative in the press. There's something going on. <clears throat> we, we've known this for some time, but there's the, all is not well. These are troubled waters that we're sailing in at the moment at Arsenal. And I think that what, what, what are the options that we've got? The option number one is that you start binning off some players. Well, you know, by the sounds of it, Xhaka's on his way and he's tried to ostracise Ozil already. It doesn't seem to have worked and certainly the performances haven't helped and the team hasn't galvanised. Option number two is you've got to make some sort of... There's got to be some sort of reboot, some sort of refresh job, some sort of shift F5 or something in, in the football club. And to me, the only option they've really got is to do that with the manager, whether that's right or wrong. If you if things aren't working and they're not, you need to make decisions. And we were talking about this off air. I think Unai Emery is a he'll be he'll be a lucky boy if he, if he survives this international break, which I think he will, <coughs> because the run of fixtures they've got: Southampton at home, Norwich. Norwich away, Brighton at home, West Ham away. If he does not get a minimum of ten points, possibly even twelve points, get rid of him because that Christmas fixture it could be all done and dusted. It feels like it could practically be done done us in mathematically. If you know, if we lose to the worst team in the league, Southampton, cheerio. When you say you feel that like he's lucky to make this international break, do you do you really feel that, Chris? Because I do not believe, and I am not in the know at the slightest. I know we've got Charlie here, but I'm just saying, Arsenal are not a second club. I, I just don't. When you say lucky, I, I don't think that a change is imminent at all. And no. we've had the statement today as That's well. That's why I think he's lucky. Right. Okay. I think, Sorry, I think right. he's basically going to survive this international break and we will play probably some very poor football, but Southampton are a poor side, so we could beat Southampton. And all of a sudden, you know, the grumbles are still there, the discontent is still there, but maybe it goes away for a week. But and then you play Norwich, yeah, and then if that same happens, the grumbles are there. But surely as a football fan, you just, it doesn't, you just want to win. Of course I want to win. Not, not if, he wins, if he wins eight I'm not or saying, ten. I'm not saying you're a general, but I'm saying the feeling I got, Last week, there were a lot of Arsenal fans who wanted, to lo- wanted us to lose on Saturday. Nonsense. So Emery go, utter nonsense, utter nonsense, terrible, idiots. Yeah, okay. I don't agree with that. I don't at agree all. with it at all. And people, Why would you want your football team to lose? And it's like people were half wanting us to play bad, mm. so they can stick it into the manager. I'm not saying you, Chris. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm, but there is, you know, there's lots of people like that. There are lots of people, no matter what. And even with Wenger last year, they couldn't wait for us to slip up. Hey, I told you, he's the wrong man for the job. Get him out. Unai Emery, 
I've said quite a long time ago, bar an at catastrophic set of results, he ain't going to end the season. But to be fair, we're on the verge of that. Imagine if yeah, we lose to Southampton. No, I'm mean catastrophic going out, Europa League, going out the Europa League group stages. That is not going to happen, but that would be catastrophic. Who wins in 10, though, Charlie? You know, because Chris said there, you know, potentially 10 points have to get 12. When it is two wins in 10, are we going to get 12 points? Are we going to go four for four? Would it Would it not surprise us, you know, Norwich can't buy a win at the minute. They get a point. Southampton come, turned up fresh from the international I, break, and they get a point. I, I hope, and then I, what is catastrophic? I, at the moment, a, a change of... Everyone keeps going, I'll get all my mates texting me and... It really gets me down a little bit. And I know I, I, I said to you the other day about... Mm. I don't... It's all right when you're doing it on fantasy, but it's another question, but carry <laughs> on. <laughs> I don't want Emery out. But what I've got to the point is now, I can't see him turn it around. No. Not with the team, the fans. You know, I think that's gone now. This is a big There's problem. No, and that is a big problem. And once that happens, it comes toxic in the ground. And then you get divisions and you get people going out. And, and I see all these polls, 80% out of it. I can assure you, that's all people internet. I go Arsenal game, every game, home and away. Every game. There are people not happy, but the people who are not happy are not very screaming Emery to be out. Mm. They want to, they still go every week, they support the team and... And there are some that do want him out. There are. Mm. Well, let me ask you a question then, Chris, because Charlie's saying maybe the fans have lost, but then do the players know that maybe the fans are lost and then they can't buy into Unai, so Unai can't turn it around because we're saying Aubameyang, Lacazette, maybe they're liking posts on social media. Social media, a big cause for concern, obviously, around mm. the club at the minute. If they're not buying in, how can Unai turn it around? Do you know what? I will actually... I kind of disagree with you. I think the fans would be turned around based on results. Right, let's put a scenario to you. We beat... Let's just... I don't think this will happen. We beat Southampton at home. Yep. We beat Norwich away. It's going to happen. We beat um, Brighton at home. We beat West Ham away. Four points. We play Man City at home. We've got four wins. Well, let, uh, hypothetically, we've got four wins on the bounce. And all right, maybe the football's been a bit tough. And then we play City. I don't know. We pick up a draw against them. Then we play Everton away. Uh, this is... I'm not... Like I said, I'm not expecting this. But we play Everton away. Maybe we pick up a win there. We play Chelsea. We, we 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 play Bournemouth away. Maybe we pick up a win there. If 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 we get to the beginning of January and he's picked up that many wins, I think the fans would start. Certainly the fans in the ground, the people that I sit around, I <clears> think <throat> people would turn because football is about results. However, about results. I do not see him picking up that many points, and that's why I think it's probably not recoverable. Well, as it turned then, because obviously we're saying that Arsenal have to make this top four and it is about results, apparently Arsenal now have a chance, Charlie, of only 17% to make the top four. Now, if, if that's that is correct and we believe that, you never know how the rest of the season is going to play. At 17%, less than a fifth to make the, that top four, that is very worrying, you know, turning on results. So maybe those fans have got a little bit of right to it. And like you yourself, you're now wondering. No, but my tweets were on Saturday... I see two really good tweets from other people. And it's really think, I think it was Charles Watt done a tweet about how this time last year, Leicester were in disarray. They called Powell was a manager. The fans had the ump. The players looked disinterested. Mm. And a year on, they're now sitting set in the Premier League. They've probably got the most exciting young football team in the country at the moment. And that's why I was saying earlier on, that was a very hard game of going to. They made a bold decision of sacking Puel when they were 19th in the league. So you want you want them to make a bold no, no, decision? No, 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 I'm just saying. But Brendan Rodgers was available. 
Okay. And he they took a punt on him. He left. He weren't available. They they he went and got Celtic. him. That, yeah, 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 but he wasn't a free agent. But, but what I'm saying is, but he was he was he took the job. Okay. Mm. Fair enough. People said that we should have got Brendan Rodgers. At the time, I didn't really want him. I don't know. I just I did. Now I'm I, still I, not sold. I know that sounds absolutely yeah, ludicrous. I, I still. So, but now I'm looking at Arsenal now. Two reasons. Firstly, I don't think it's the Arsenal way of sacking manager halfway through the season, which I'm quite proud of. I, I like that I am. in a way. I know some people turn their nose up, and I I like the traditions of a football club like that, and I I agree with it. But don't, if we were relegation zone, I'd, I'd get it, but it's not catastrophic at the moment. Okay, I know it's not great, but it's thinking. and secondly, I don't think there's someone there ready to come in and replace Emery. There is not. I don't. I say to people. Alan Kerbishley. I generally say this to people. Emery out. I say to them, okay, fair dude. What is your options from this? Oh, Mourinho. Oh, Arteta. Oh, we're going to get Allegri. Allegri can't speak English. I know Emery couldn't, and that's probably one of the problems. Were well, you going to get me in halfway through the season? Can't speak word of English. Very clever that'd be. What do you say about all the people? We spoke a little bit about it, and Chris was in here last week. A lot of calls seem to be growing for Freddie Lundberg. I'm not crazy sold on this idea I'm not whatsoever. Sold at all. The guys no. who manage a Premier League football, uh, a men's football game in his life. I do agree, Chris. Where do you stand on it all? Barcelona went for Guardiola when he hadn't managed at the top level. He had managed the uh, mate. The me, second you could team. have managed Barcelona that year with a Wonder League. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, Tito Villanova and everyone as well was, at Barcelona. Was, you sound about Barcelona though. Chris, we could manage Barcelona. You could put me as manager of Barcelona now, I guarantee I'll win the title. Okay? Luis Enrique, I've seen his wow. name. Love sport exclusive, Somewhere. everyone. <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've managed a very successful yeah. team on Saturday, so. Hang about, on odds checker, you are now in the odds. You're climbing up, you are climbing 75 up. million to one. <laughs> hey, worth a pound. Right, it was worth a pound. <laughs> but, but I'm, I'll tell you something. Bit responsibly, seen, by the way. Luis Enrique's name's popped up this week. Apertoop. I'm not sold on Enrique. Same again. Mm. He had Messi, Neymar, Suarez as a front three. I could have won that that season as well. We've got <laughs> Pepe. We've got to remember this is the Arsenal fan channel, not the Charlie East. No, but what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, we are not Barcelona. Mm. That team, that squad, the group of players, they're not. So you can't just bring in someone on the off chance. We're also not Leicester, Burnley, West Ham um, teams like that. So why are we setting up? so negatively against these teams so and and to take your point against the Puyol decision Leicester made a decision because things weren't working things aren't working but like Chris, it's not as catastrophic as where yeah, Leicester, Leicester were Leicester was in a sad but, place and all the, the, the chairman had just passed away okay I'm not saying that's a big thing but I was saying there was a the, the, the whole club needed some sort of lift change like we do anyway. now it's a different situation they was in it's, it's hard to it is our crew. You mentioned obviously you're saying uh, about Vengo, you know. He it was the same when he was there. Do, do you not think there the, the vibe do you not get that at the minute? Um no, I think it was a different scenario because what you had there is you had a build up of apathy over many years. This has transferred itself very very quickly and it's not because of I don't I think it's because of it's because of the football prim, primarily I mean if we'd have played some very good No but football sorry that's what Watford, I mean because you said we're setting up defensively when Wenger didn't do that people were like why don't he set up defensively you're going toe to toe with Man City and you're losing now that Unai's doing that people are going oh we can't do that against Leicester it's, it's lose lose that's what I meant sorry with the, with the Wenger comment so now that we we are doing this people are moaning when no, we went toe to toe we got beat we got played off the park if we'd have yeah, gone toe to toe Leicester Saturday we'd have been 2-3-0 down in the first half well, and this is and people would have still moaned so we, Unai can't win. Do you want him to play defensively or do you want him to go toe-to-toe? You can't go to toe-to-toe, Chris, with a team who have no confidence. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> it I gets guess. a team that are buzzing as well. Yeah. And of course, let me ask his question as well, which I've just said to my. Hey, well, we're not going up on him, Chris. He's Sherlock. He's the, no, he's the ringleader of this time. I love Chris. I was going to him. Happy belated birthday on air, mate. Oh, Chris. Thank happy you. birthday. Um, Elementary, my dear. Shut up. And <laughs> what I'm going to say, I want to ask you exactly the same question now. Be totally honest with me. Arsenal sack Unai Emery tomorrow, start national break. There's two weeks to find a manager. You're Royal, you're Edu, who are you bringing in? Um, well, I think it's somebody... So, here's a th- here's a thing. You no, talked no, about... No, exactly. yeah. you just no wait, I've... hang on, back, hang on. Back. I've just asked Chris, you a question. Charlie's asked you a question, and I'm going to save you a little bit because I'm going to give you time to think about <laughs> who would really you choose <laughs> for the manager. And let's see what Chris has to say when we come back. <laughs> Get thinking, mate. <laughs> Love sports. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio. What a fiery, passionate debate. Always a good show when Gunners Town are in the studio. Charlie East and Chris Howard. Well, just before the break, obviously we were speaking about the Leicester game and talking about the manager. Charlie posed a question to Chris. I saved Chris ever so slightly. I gave him a couple of minutes. Charlie put Chris on the spot saying, if you could, uh, if Unai was to go now, who would you want and why would you want them? Well, I think the first obvious choice is Massimo Allegri. He's got... S- He's a guy who is set up from a structural and side, the, the uh, Juventus side. So let me he's, he had success with... No, no, okay, let me no, finish. Say on that he's one. had success with AC Milan. He's had success with Juventus. The language barrier, perhaps that's an issue. However, Pochettino joined Southampton with language as an issue. He turned that team around. He then joined Tottenham. He started speaking English, broken English. But Pochettino was able to get across his ideas. And speaking so well of, well, <laughs> hold on, he's, he's done <laughs> yeah, fairly well other than this season. So, would I have? Pochett- I would. Do you know I what? Would. Do you know what? I want him out. I'd have all day long. That would go right up. He, there. he, he <laughs> has a. The thing is, he has an identity. We know this type of style that he'd want to play, and that's what I'm looking for. Um, you know, he's a better manager than Unai Emery. <clears> I, I have literally no idea what Unai, Unai Emery is doing. One week it is a back three. One week it is a back four. We don't press high. We don't sit deep. We don't counter. We've got pacey players. There are just so many things wrong with the composition of our side. I want somebody that will set up and say, this is the sort of approach that we're going to do. This is my approach. We're going to go for it. And then maybe... if The thing is, if Arsenal fans could see a certain type of style developing, then we'd probably be giving Unai Emery, even now, a little bit more time. But he's changing it. He's changing his story with with regards to playing personnel, like the Ozil situation, the Xhaka stuff. He's not... His communication is poor. And I don't think that's a... I don't think that's a language issue. Well, uh, let's throw the question straight to you, Charlie. Chris wasn't sure... Unai, I know you're still behind Unai, but obviously a little bit of that was lost on the weekend. Who would you want? He just said Pochettino. No, 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 no. no that wasn't serious. Well, on, if I was being honest, if I if, if I had well, if he lost tomorrow, mm. if we sacked Unai tomorrow, yeah. I know exactly what I'd want him. And you're having a bit of a mad one. Go on. I would go and speak to Ref Benitez in China, and I'd get him back. Do you know what? I, I can think, understand I think, that. I, I think he's a manager. Manager. High level football is one things. He knows the Premier League. I think his it, English is good. Is it, I'm, I'm telling you now, Rafa Benitez is a good manager. It was at Newcastle with him. I'm just, <laughs> this face you put at me, Charlie. I tell you what, I'm gonna, I'm, 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 I'm with, Ch- I'm with Charlie I'm, on this I'm, one. I've thought about it, and I think if it was a real, I don't think it. Rafael Raph, Benitez at Arsenal. He's managed Chelsea. He's managed Liverpool. He's managed Newcastle. Yeah, but who cares? Yes, he's one of, who cares? Right, who let's take that away. I, I care as an Arsenal fan. I don't want. Uh, uh, Poch to come in I don't want Benitez to come in I don't want Mourinho to come in I, I don't want, want anyone that's no, managed clubs that we despise that's just maybe me I'm a very stubborn petty Arsenal fan talking of Rafa he knows his style he knows the league he knows European football I don't 
he's boring. It's a boring style of football. He's the draw specialist at Newcastle. Yes, he's working oh, with that Newcastle's team different. and that squad. All right, well, what did you see when he was in charge of Chelsea that saw them go- going forward? He won trophies, man. Europa Couldn't League. win the league for Liverpool. What's that? Couldn't yeah, win the, the Premier League yeah, for Liverpool. Yeah, but the football wasn't Liverpool, dire. That, that Liverpool side wasn't a, a Well, now we're getting team. into excuse because you're saying it's the Newcastle team. What okay. did he do with Chelsea? You're an Arsenal fan. Yeah. Oh, you have. If you got sat tomorrow. I wouldn't. I'd have Unai till the end of the season because oh, there no, is no, 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 no you just, Really? No, no, you just... Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I would have Unai no, no, till the end of the season. I said that. Yeah. All right, okay. And, you just, no, if what, and then sacked. you back down on this no, weekend. No, all right, no, all right. No. If yeah. he was sacked and we could get anyone, who would I have? See, I like Allegri. I do. But uh, there's two things that worry of Allegri. I mm. wanted Allegri before we got Unai. Okay? He can't speak a word of English. Okay. I think that's solvable though. Yeah, very, but very I, I just think halfway through a season we're in a bit of a situation where that's not a good thing. Wait till the end of the season, have him ready to go in. No one knows to know about this. Speak to him, let him know he's coming. First of June, mate, you're in. Give him time to learn English. Give him time to watch the Premier League. Well, this and is maybe what they're doing with Luis Enrique. Well, okay, so that gives him time to do that. Okay, and that, that wouldn't be a uh, that wouldn't be a bad mm. idea. I don't agree with either putting Lundberg in because not only is it struggling for the team because he's never made a game so to speak but you could also ruin his career because he's in a path at the minute where he's quite high respected at the youth level he's coming as assistant manager he's happy at Arsenal being involved in the club again also he put him as a manager and six months he fouls see you later mate back to wherever you go mm. it's a big risk for him too would he want to take it probably because of the kudos and he'd probably believe in himself but deep down that could ruin his whole his whole, his whole thing. I've seen names like Stephen Gerrard pop up. Mm. Excuse me? Mm. Oh, I love Stephen Gerrard. I, I really like Rangers. He's done a yep. great job there. Do I want his Arsenal manager? Probably not. Brendan really, Rodgers has popped up. Me, personally, I've been dead against Brendan Rodgers. But we've seen what he has done at Leicester. He's done really well. But, and I don't doubt for one minute if Arsenal come in from when him. When we would, say what he's done he at Leicester, we're, we're talking about such a small oh, no. sample oh, no. size. When we, you know, they're in a great run at the minute, great form, great momentum. Sure, he's a great manager, achieved a lot at Selwick, and he's done well, but this is surely too quick to say. He's doing brilliant at Leicester. We don't know where they're going to end no, up. Exactly. Years to come. Can we say that yet? No, see, that's, I mean, that's, another, that's another thing. And we're talking about Arsenal Football Club. We're not talking about Burnley or something like that. We're talking about Arsenal Football Club. So we can't just do a knee-jerk reaction. Because mm. there's so much... How bad does it have to get before we do have to do a knee-jerk reaction? <laughs> right, I think as long... Do you what... think if he loses the Southampton game or if he draws the Southampton no, game... No, no. Because... Do you think if he loses or draws the Norwich game? No, because I'm telling you now, he's the most successful manager in the world at the moment in that Europa League competition. Okay, and that is a massive, massive opportunity for us as a gateway to get back where we need to go. Okay, twice and we missed it. We lost in the semi-final. We lost in the final. I know, I know. The first year was different because it was Arsenal Wenger. Last year we lost. No, two years ago it was Arsenal Wenger in Atletico Madrid semi-final, and we've, <laughs> we've been very unlucky that Atletico dropped out of that tournament that year. They dropped out of the Champions League and they went on to win it. Because we'd have beat Marseille in the final. But that could happen this year. No, I know it could. But I've, I've gone like through the groups. A... I've gone through the groups and it. Other than that group, it looks like Inter or Dortmund could drop in. It's not like that. Man United would be the team we'd have to worry about. As much as everyone laughs at United, over two legs, there's still a team I'm going to worry about against United. But I'm saying, Unai Emery at the moment, he's, I know he lost in the final against Chelsea last year, but 
Last year we went Napoli. No one gave us a chance. Turn them over. Mm. Valencia, we absolutely smashed them. It's a great he, run. He knows how to win them two-legged games in Europe. And but he's with a team that. that's on their knees, like we weren't on our knees confidence-wise last season. I, I look at these players, and they don't look like they can string together a win. So I think we need to we need to be we need to sign a couple of players in January. The board have to, and aren't people are going to say, "Well, we got back to summer." You look at our squad. You know, are we going to sign players when we don't even know who's going to be in charge? Oh, I think, I've already spent a lot uh, of money. The manager doesn't sign the, players, though, Charlie. We know that. He's yeah, not you know, I players. agree. But so, January transfer winners are always an awkward window just, to sign players. I just think. I mean, you know, I can always judge about how good our squad is. And this is going to be really stupid. It's FIFA, right? I pick my team. I want to as play in them. the football game. Yes, when I go on the FIFA, <laughs> Here I, look he goes. At, I look at my bench and mm. I'm trying to play, and I think. Oh, crap, I've got Willock to bring on. I've got Saka on my bed. I'm thinking, hang on a second. When I play with Juventus or, or Real Madrid or, or Barcelona, I'm, I'm bringing off Dembele after bit. have got big people. We haven't got that. That's quite, it's very, we've got, I mean, they've been very proud of bringing through the kids mm. and, 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 he, and he should be proud for that. But I think he's killing him a bit now as well. Saka's playing too much. Oof, it's such a big debate in the studio. Where do you uh, stand on it? Who do you want in, more importantly? We're throwing names around the studio. I want to hear from you. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208-7020-558. I just love sports. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joining the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howell and Charlie East. What a good show so far, talking all about the manager, the team, the players, the attitude. How big a part has social media played? Well, we wanted you to call in. We want to hear your views. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? More, obviously, are welcome. We, we've had a call into the studio, this time from Dan. Dan, thank you for calling into the show tonight. And I know you want to talk a little bit about the club values and how it needs to to go back to its roots and traditions. Yeah, cheers for having us, chaps. It's, uh, I just feel like the, the, the club's values have been lost. Um, you know, the Arsenal fan TV, I don't want to single them out, you know. Please they do. do. Their, they, <laughs> well, they do their thing, right? And I, I don't think Arsenal fan TV are the only ones. You know, that's kind of the way that the, the modern game's going. Um, little things that the club seem to have been lost with, and I know they sound fatuous, but... You know, traditions of Herbert Chapman um, giving the responsibility of the captain to wear short sleeve shirts. Those sort of things. The whole Granite Shacker situation. You can break that down and look at Shacker and be critical of him. And yeah, all right, booing players isn't particularly the right way to go. But the whole dealing of the situation after it happened was just it didn't sit. It didn't sit right, and it didn't represent what this football club is about. This football club, as far as I know, in the years that I've been watching them and brought up supporting them doing things the right way, the Arsenal, you know, just, just doing things in a professional way. And I think if you install that at the very top of the club, then that'll just that'll fall down and fall into place, hopefully, on the pitch. Jurgen Klopp recently mentioned, I think if I get it right, about the pyramid between the supporters, the manager and the player. That's, a, that's a, a, um, an, an environment that he's built single-handedly but has bought into the club values. Now, I understand as well that Emery's English isn't the best. Listen, I can't even spell Spain, let alone speak Spanish. So, you know, I'm not certainly not going to finger point him on his English, but just core values of the club just seem to be completely missing. And one thing I will say is that talk of replacing the manager and the man who seems to be widely disliked at a football club like Arsenal, well... We don't really seem to be going down the sort of traditions of doing things the Arsenal way. So, all right, why not just throw all your morals out the window and get someone in who does know what they're doing, who does know how it feels and how it means to build a big football club 
and ultimately stop us conceding goals. Dan, hi Dan. So, how you doing, mate? Thanks for the call, mate. Um, you you mentioned about traditions and values, and I, I, I totally agree. With you. I know you get. I mean, we've been going Arsenal long enough to know we've seen Arsenal through the good times. As obviously we're a bit younger than most, but we have seen the eventual team, and we know we had captains like. Um, Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, these sort of people that were lead legends of the club, right? Mm. And and I know you're saying about. So, so my question I'm asking you is really: so do you do you honestly think? I know things have changed over the years. Do you honestly, deep down in your heart, think that sacking a manager come before Christmas as Arsenal Football Club would be acceptable? No, I don't. I don't, and it doesn't sit right with me. And as you've you've touched on there, Charles, we're of a generation of you know. We've been spoiled, yeah, unfortunately. I mean, that is the I, problem. I, 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 I can't help that. And, and I was brought up and I had no other choice. And I'm glad that I did have no other choice. I can't help that. But what I have been brought up on is looking at my football club and looking at the way they do things and doing them in a proper manner. Now, to answer your question, sacking a manager 18 months into his reign, well, it certainly doesn't sit right with me. I caught the very tail end of George Graham, a little bit of in-between with Stuart Houston and Bruce Rioch. And then the big man came in, and I know no different for the best part of my years watching Arsenal. So, no, it doesn't sit right. But I do think right now where we're sitting and where we want to be and how we perceive ourselves as one of Europe's elite, let alone the country's elite, we've got to do something to ensure that that is maintained as quickly as possible. Now, having to win, I think I've worked it out, and I'm not really good at maths, but having to win somewhere near around 18 of our remaining 24 Premier League games, the way we look at the minute, and football can change very quickly, it seems a big ask. Um, if you're asking me who I think should replace him, if that is to happen, don't know. I'm not paid the big money, but my gut instinct is at the minute that if this club doesn't make it into the Champions League, which personally I think Unai Emery's terms and conditions were... I don't think anything else at the top of the list would have been... OK, a trophy would have been lovely and had we got into the Champions League via the Europa League, excellent, win-win. But make no mistake about it, his 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 primary goal was to get this team back into the Champions and League. And he's got two ways compete. of doing that. And, two ways of doing And it, as you so. said, and as the Europa League, I personally, genuinely, at the moment, on paper, record, stats, there is not a better person in Europe at the moment, generally on stats, who can lead us to that? He's won it three times. Yeah, you're 100% right. But are we willing? And I remember the last time I ran the show, it was about, it might have been the quarterfinal stage last year. Yep. And I, well, I think that I'm certainly no um, expert, but I said the last time I'd want to play is Chelsea in the final. But anyway, what, what happened, <laughs> happened? Anyway, um, putting all our eggs in that Europa League basket, if that is the way now, if we're admitting defeat before we've opened the first window on our advent calendars for uh, for Christmas that we're not going to make the top four, we put all our eggs in the Europa League basket and that goes Pete Tong, well, we're back where we were sort of last season. So the, the Premier League is the is and has always been the meat and gravy of any um, top flight club and I think we should be prioritising that and however we see best fit, get it right on the pitch well, we so can far. anyway till February for that because we're already through so you'd like to think that so hopefully rest up the players midweek and just play your strongest team on the Premier League and hopefully with this little run of fixtures we've got now we get back on winning ways but ultimately I think this is where the problem lies as well I think we know our best team I know none of us 
within a, a, have managed a Premier League game. I certainly haven't. Um, but I think I know our best team. And, you know, at the cut on current form, why not give it a punt? You know, most of the players are available. Um, but I don't even think Unai knows his best team. And I think 18 months into the... Ultimately, as well, I don't know what we're trying to achieve. I don't know what it is. And even though the last sort of two years, perhaps a little bit more, you could argue that Arsene Wenger's style of football was sort of well sussed out. But you knew what we wanted to do. And when it went well, it was it was fantastic to watch. He's... People call it Wenger ball, call it what you want. When it didn't go well, well, we all know what happens. But I don't know what we're trying to do. The only thing I can hold on to is plan out from the back, which quite clearly, quite clearly, no matter what in what formation, tactic, way they set up, doesn't appear to be working. And I think we need to start finding ourselves. Yeah, it doesn't appear to be working. Dan, we really appreciate you calling into the studio tonight. Cheers, Dan. F- f- cheers, Dan. Thank you for that. Dan saying there, he feels like he knows Arsenal's best eleven. Unai doesn't. I'm not so sure because when I see the players and we're worrying, Gwen Doozy, Torreira hasn't looked good, Shaka having these problems. I'm not sure now. I don't know if this is the way we're playing or the form we're in. If I know our best 11, Chris, do you? Let me have, can I have a go? Yeah, go for it. Uh, Leno in goal, Bellerin at right back. Um, do we agree so far? I think, what yeah. formation are you playing? I think a 4 2 3 1. Yep, okay, we'll keep that. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're allowed, Chris. I'll carry on then, shall I? Um, I would go Tierney at left back. Yep. Uh, I would play Louise in the centre. Yes. And I think I would actually go Chambers, a bit of a left of a fielder. Because I think Chambers is in form at the moment over Sogladis and and Holding. Uh, I would have Torreira sitting. Yep. Um, I would play... I'd probably play Xhaka because I think he'd work alongside him. Exactly the same way Xhaka in that But we got no chance there. But that's why I think our best team would be. I would play Ozil in front of the two of them. Yep. I would have... Lacazette up top, I'd have yep. Obama out left and I'd have Pepe out right. That's exactly my Bar Socrates and Chambers are exactly the same as my That is our best team, in my opinion. And then you've got injuries, so you can give or take, you can change a few players in, you can, you can do mix Z, it up. bring them in. Mm. So, um, no, I agree with that. And I, and I think. Uh, have we seen that team? Well, no, has, uh, no, he hasn't had it available to him once. He hasn't physically had that team available to him once. He, he generally hasn't. Whether Jacques has been out now. He hasn't. I think Bar Bellerin and Tierney, he's had the rest of the, that team available and he's ostracised Ozil. The Xhaka situation. Um, he's, the he's, Ozil he's, situation. He's, he's, he's actually slightly ostracised Serrera as well. And let's talk about the Xhaka situation. You're saying you both put him in your best 11. Is he coming back? Well, I don't think he'll Never again for I the club. I think January you see him gone. Yep. Chris, you, you don't think he'll put on the Arsenal no, show again? Won't, he won't play again. Emery's yeah. already... Emery didn't make any guarantees last weekend, did he? And I think that's just Emery's way of not answering the question, but we all know the answer to the question. He's not playing. Well, and the international break, <laughs> I have to ask Charlie, is it's coming at a good time it's now a for good us? time for us. Oh, I hate the national break. Mm. I'm, be honest with you. I'm so glad it's here. It's a good way for us now. We've got a lot of players... It's only a good way if we use it, though. You've got to think of it now. You look, Leno's, Leno's gone in the squad. You've got people like Bellerin now. You've got another two weeks of fitness to get in. Okay, holding another two weeks fitness to get in. Tierney's not gone in national two weeks getting him in back again. David Luiz, does he still play for Brazil? He does. Okay, so David, David Luiz is obviously Tierra gone. Will go. Socrates is gone. And that is a problem for Tierra. Tierra? Tierra? Air Miles. That is a problem for him, right? And, that, and I mean and I mean this. The amount of times that Tierra, you think, yes, he's going to come back. He comes back jet-lagged, arrives home on a Friday afternoon, and we're planning on a Saturday. He doesn't start. And then he won't start the week out. And that, that is a problem for him. He's going over to Uruguay all the time. He's killing him and his progress. Because they don't... We played... Over in Europe, we played Thursday, Friday, 
Saturday, Mon- Sunday, Monday now. The other countries don't. They still play Saturday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Still. I mean, they, in South America. So it is a, that is a problem for him. But we, I mean, not... I thought Bamia would give up playing for Gabon, but he's going to be playing back for them again, now, don't he? It's hard to, to ask a player to give up playing for their country. Well, it wasn't a positive result for Arsenal on the weekend, but it was always positive when I get to see Charlie and Chris and the Gunners Town in the studio in what is the Arsenal fan show. And as always, you can be involved. We want you to be involved. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Every Monday, 7 to 8, it is the Arsenal fan show and it is Gunners Town. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.